0: Welcome to the Career Expresso podcast. I'm Amanda, career and leadership coach and founder of Ready to Rise. It's my mission to help women navigate workplace with clarity and confidence so they can get the careers they truly deserve. In each episode, I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies to help you be more successful and tackle those tough workplace topics. Whether you're early on in your career, returning from a break, or maybe stepping into your first leadership role, I'm here to help you take control of your career. Quite simply, it's work and careers on your way in the same time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Let's jump right in and get to work on the career you know you deserve. Welcome to episode 31 and the start of season 3 of Career Expresso. I'll be here every Wednesday until the end of July helping you to get the career you deserve. And what better way to kick off a new season as we edge out of never ending January by asking, how are your New Year's resolutions going so far? I spent the first week of this month wondering why any of us really bother with that age old tradition of welcoming the coming 12 months with big life changing ambitions. New me, new job, new home, new diet, the list seems to go on and on. Personally, It gives me non-too-pleasant flashbacks to 2019 when I promised myself with everything I had that this would be the year I'd get back into running big time. Only to spend most of February limping around feeling so sorry for myself with a major muscle strain. Probably a case of a bit too much too soon. But the real kicker was those running shoes I'd spent money on saw very little action for the rest of the year, even after I fully recovered from the injury. The habit just didn't stick. If this is year you've decided to hold off on resolutions or you've vowed they're not really for you, today's episode is here to help you. I'll be covering four achievable and research-backed ideas designed to build habits that will help you grow your career in 2024 and beyond without the guilt. Let's get started. One, are you building in time for reflection? Stop and think for a moment. Did you rush back to work after the Christmas break with an overflowing inbox and looming deadlines? It could be so tempting to jump back in and work hard to keep up, no questions asked. But let's not mistake working hard with trying to work a bit smarter. Smart working requires a level of self-awareness, including taking a pause, thinking about what you've learned in the past, and what you might be able to do better to accomplish your priorities in the here and now. When he ran Microsoft, Bill Gates spent one week every year reflecting on the state of Microsoft's business, including potential threats and opportunities. In 1995, he emerged with an all company memo entitled the internet tidal wave. And this was recognized now to have shifted Microsoft's priorities. You could argue that this decision alone helped to accelerate a process that positioned Microsoft for major success. Making it work for you. I'm certainly not recommending that you take a full week to step back and reflect. Great if you've got the time, but I know very few of us, myself included, have that luxury. But what we can do that feels more manageable is take 15 minutes every Friday afternoon to ask yourself these useful questions. What worked well and what didn't this week? Based on what happened, what could I do differently? What's one lesson I can take away and share with my manager or my team? In the process, you may discover that an outdated process could be refined. Maybe there's a way to improve your feedback conversations or that you're a bit bored at work and you might need a stretch goal. Process of reflection helps you learn where you need to do that work to feel fulfilled. Two, carve out time for learning. In his book, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, Stephen Covey invites us to split everything we do, so that's probably work or life, although this is more relevant to work, into four quadrants. Things that are urgent and important. Things that are not urgent, but important. Things that are urgent, but not important. Things that are not urgent and not important. So you might ask yourself, what's the goal of this exercise? It highlights quite a common problem. We can overlook the stuff that isn't urgent today, but it is however important in the long-term. It's a bit like planning your career where you are, you know, now and not just focusing on the job you're doing right now. Whilst you may meet immediate deadlines, Too many of us can end up fixated on short-term goals and we miss out on the bigger opportunities to move our career forward. Learning new skills might just fall into this category. Practicing public speaking, getting up to speed on AI, or closing any other learning gaps relevant to your sector may not feel like priorities when you've got a huge to-do list. But if you don't eventually make time to upskill, it could limit your career growth how to make it work for you. So set a learning goal for the next 90 days ahead. Each week, block off 60 minutes on your calendar to make that learning happen. So we're making it a priority. So whether it's reading an article, negotiating with your manager to attend a two-day conference or doing an online course or part of it, it all counts. You can even recruit a work friend to be a learning buddy. Someone who you can share progress with, maybe creating an extra layer of accountability as you go. At the end of the 90 days, review how you've done. If you've narrowed the learning gap, great, you can move on to another challenge and the next 90 day sprint. If you need more time to hit your goal, just step back, create a plan to continue your learning over the next three months and keep going. Three, reconnect with your contacts. Building and maintaining relationships is another example of an activity that fits Covey's description of an important but not urgent task. And the challenge of doing this comes up when I'm working with my coaching clients. It can be all too easy to let networking fall to one side. Quite often, it's the thing that does fall to one side very quickly. Building goodwill and connections in your network is always a good call when it comes to your career development. How to make it work for you. Make a bi-monthly commitment to contact someone in your network, probably who you haven't spoken to in a while. And your goal is here, you need to schedule a coffee or a catch-up. It could be in real life or over Zoom. Twice a month, send someone a simple message. Here's an example of what you might say. I realised we haven't spoken in a while. And I'd love to catch up sometime next week. Be free to chat by any chance. It would be great to hear about what you've been up to. Alternatively, you might come across something online that your connection would be interested in. So it might be a really good article or something on LinkedIn. Then you could say, I thought of you when I saw this article and I'd love to catch up. Are you free sometime next week? Do this twice a month, so fairly small commitment. And at the end of 2024, you will have renewed relationships with 24 people in your network. Not bad. Four, end each day on a high. In their book, Option B, Professor Adam Grant and Cheryl Sandberg discuss research on the positive effect of writing down three wins at the end of each day. Now, those wins don't even have to be that big. Even minor wins can have a surprising impact on your motivation and overall well-being. Their advice is consistent with multi-year research on recording your successes from Harvard Business School and it was outlined in The Power of Small Wins. Analysis of 12,000 daily diaries from over 200 employees across seven companies looked for the factors that increased motivation and productivity. Conclusion. Of all the factors that can boost motivation at the end of a working day, the most important is feeling you've made progress in meaningful work, even if that progress seems minor. How to make it work for you. So wrap up each working day by recording just one or two things that moved you closer to your goals. This will normally represent incremental progress rather than big breakthroughs. You might have talked to a stakeholder and got a meaningful insight. Maybe you got buy-in from your manager on an idea that you've been working on or perhaps you heard back from someone you messaged to expand your network. When you record these small wins, you're more likely to maintain motivation and build momentum. And never forget, you shouldn't be aiming to pursue all of these things we've talked about at once. Do yourself a favor, pick just one or two from this list and for at least a month, focus all your efforts on just those don't get distracted. At the end of 30 days, step back, reflect again, ask yourself if you've built them effortlessly into your routine. If you've still got work to do, you'll need to give the habits a bit more time to settle. You know, we're not all the same. We can't all do it in that 30 days. If your new habits have become instinctive, however, then you can maybe look at adding another. What might work? How can you stack them? Whilst it may not be as exciting as pursuing lots of big lofty goals, working slowly and steadily towards these practices is a much more foolproof way to grow, change, and take care of your career in the long run. Think of it this way. When we were learning to walk, we did it one step at a time. So why not try the same approach with our goals? As ever, I'd like to leave you with this week's career coaching question. And this week, it's about how you can limit yourself to certain options when working towards goals. In our rush to reach the end point, it can be all too easy to pull the same old levers and do what you've always tried before, even if that hasn't led to the best outcomes for you. So, this week, ask yourself which options do I have, or in which ways? could I complete my goal? The idea of this is it's expanding your thinking. You may sit there and ask yourself, what else? What else could I try? How could I do it that's different from last time? I'd love to know how you get on with this. And if you're looking for a New Year's gift to help you stay on track with your career development this year, I've got you covered. Don't forget to take a look at the 2024 Ready to Rise Career Planner. Each month, you'll get a career development theme to help you keep focused and energised on building the career you deserve. I'll pop a link in the show notes. That's everything for today's episode. And thanks for listening to Career Express. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps the show to grow, not to mention giving feedback to make future episodes even more useful to you. And don't forget to share the show details with your friends and colleagues. As ever, you can reach me on Instagram, LinkedIn, by email and at weareadytorise.com. And if you want to take control of your career and maybe you're not sure how to get started, subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter. It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares career and workplace tips you can implement with ease. Find the sign up link in the show notes. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now.